Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. On today's show, Lucas and I are going to sit and talk about the abrupt retirement of Vince McMahon from the WWE over the weekend, why we think he retired, where we think the company's going to go next, a lot of big stuff coming out of the world of professional wrestling. Also, big news, uh, San Diego Comic-Con was this weekend. Uh, primarily the big story coming out of that was Marvel dropped a bunch of big news regarding Phase 5 and Phase 6 of the MCU. Also got the first footage of Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. We're going to dive into some of that as well. So after the guitar riff, the Couch Potato Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Couch Potato Podcast. I'm Russ, and with me, usually, he's joining me again this week, Lucas. Lucas, how's it going, man? Occasionally, sometimes. Occasionally, my occasionally, sometimes here, more often than not, co-host Lucas. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Still got my COVID cough, but other than that, I'm good. Well, yeah, that stuff lingers for a while. I know uh, I still battle from the fatigue a little bit. Yeah, I have a uh, short-term memory loss, so that's uh, that's some hardcore fun right there. Oh, damn. Yeah, I uh, I haven't dealt with that. Who are you again? Where am I? Who am I? Where am I here? <laughs> um, what is this? What is this thing you're looking at me on this screen? This technology, newfangled stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I deal with it sometimes. It seems to get better but there's days where it's like like today i'm just like kind of like i could go to bed right now and just be fucking totally cool with it but we can't we've got so much shit to talk about today we do we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about a lot of a lot of unexpected and exciting things to talk about yeah like it seems like right now the the dog days of summer there's really not a lot going on in the sports world summer movie season's kind of uh winding down only uh uh, as of Monday night, uh, July 25th, there's only one big movie left until we hit a pretty dry spell at the movies coming up. Uh, we do have football coming up the end of the, uh, August, so we've got that. But uh, I don't know. It seems like the podcasting gods have like shined down upon us because every time I struggle to find something to talk to you about this on like an episode... Although, don't worry, we've got plenty of shit to talk about, and uh, this week we were blessed with two stories. Which one should we lead off with first? Um, let's talk about the wrestling first. Okay. Um, the biggest story probably, God, I don't know, this might be the biggest story ever in professional wrestling happened over the weekend. Uh, Vince McMahon, the chairman, CEO, f- pretty much the founder, the godfather of wrestling and the WWE, uh, just out of the blue, retired on Friday. Yeah, I remember uh, you sent me a text about it, and I'm like, what the fuck? This can't be right. Yeah, I was sitting at work, and I Friday's usually like I'm the only one in the office, but I got that alert on my phone. I was like, what the fuck is this? I thought it wasn't even real because I thought for sure that Vince McMahon would be the person that, I almost expected him to die in Gorilla, which for those of you who don't know, Gorilla is the backstage area right before uh, you go out to the the arena. I thought for sure he was going to die running the company. Yeah, I did too. Uh, It's it's very shocking um, because, you know, a couple weeks ago, 
on this uh, on this podcast, which you can find on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, God damn it, dude. Thank you for the cheap plug. I don't even have to do it this week. See, we're, we're back in. <laughs> it's like an old pair of shoes, man. It's like Mr. Rogers shoes. We talked about how Vince would probably get away with all this stuff. And uh, I'm assuming that something worse is coming out or something. And it's just piling on because uh, he called it quits, which, like you said, I thought he was going to die running the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it just I thought the timing was very strange considering SummerSlam is uh, this upcoming Saturday. SummerSlam is traditionally the WWE's second biggest show of the year behind WrestleMania. So, I mean, if he was going to retire, I don't understand why it wasn't hey, effective at the end of the year, this is my last year, or at least after SummerSlam, but it's just like the week before your second biggest show, which they I don't know if they're still struggling to sell tickets or not, but, I mean, the reception I've seen for SummerSlam hasn't been that great. Well, I mean, for all the good things that Vince McMahon did over the years, there's a lot of bad that he's done in recent years where it's just been the same same match over and over again, and he... I don't know if he thinks that this is like Stone Cold and The Rock with what he has with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, but it's not. And people are tired of seeing it. They wanted something new. They could have had something new. Um, I don't know. Maybe they could have done Cody Rhodes could have headlined um, if he had stayed healthy. I was going to say, yeah, I think that might have been the play, but Cody tore his pectoral muscle. But um yeah, I just thought the timing of the whole thing was kind of strange. Um, I don't know. Like, I wanted to get your uh, – pick your brain a little bit. Uh, do you have any thoughts why – do you think he just decided that he didn't want to fight this investigation anymore and just decided, you know, what's not worth my time? Or do you think that there's more that the WWE uncovered and it led to kind of a, hey, let's just retire so you can save some face here? Um, well, I definitely think that they uncovered more than they let on. Um, and I'm sure it'll come out eventually mm-hmm. and it won't be a good look. I, I told you that I think maybe he got somebody pregnant and, uh, maybe, maybe he paid a woman to have an abortion. That would be a very, very big story. Um, considering that, um, him and his wife are very much on the, anti-abortion side of things um definitely his wife is but that uh, i mean that thought literally just crossed my mind so i just thought about it but that would be big enough for especially in today's society enough controversy to really affect the stock of wwe and that's the biggest thing if you disappoint your stockholders that's when you start losing money. Now, I know he's the biggest stockholder, but he still depends on that publicly funded, you know, trading mm-hmm. to, f- to fuel his pockets. So if you have a scandal big enough, that big, such as abortion, then that could really do it. Well, I only, it may, I don't know, I don't know if it goes that, to that extreme, but I'm, I'm kind of with you, though. I think that they're finding more and more of these cases that are piling up. And I just read a story shortly before we came on the air that the WWE is adjusting its uh, earnings reports to compensate for the money that Vince paid out 
for these, you know, hey, keep it quiet cases. And I'm just thinking, like, the more and more this comes out, the more and more is like, okay, well, we projected and we told people that we made this much. Which but we did, but then Vince yeah. was like, hey, bitch. But then actually girl. after you take all this stuff out, it's actually this. And I don't know shit about fuck when it comes to the stock market, so I'm not going to sit here and try to, like, explain how this shit works. But I'm imagining that if you keep – if you're reporting – these annual figures like, hey, we made, in quarter one, we made $200 million, but then, you know, like, oh, well, hey, there's all these, uh, you know, non-disclosure agreements that we had to pay out, and that was like an extra $50 million out of that. So you take $50 million out of the $100 million you made, I mean, that's that's a sizable chunk of change. And I'm sure that that, I would almost say, skirts on being somewhat illegal. But like I said... I'm not a stockbroker. I only play one on TV, so I don't know exactly how that works. But I imagine that's not good legally or, like, I guess, you know, perception-wise that you're reporting some kind of income and then you're actually, it's this, so. I would imagine that is probably illegal um, because that would affect the stock price. Mm. And when you play around with the stock price, that's illegal. Right. We need a be friends with a financial advisor, somebody that knows something about that, and then have them come on just to explain that to us. Um, well, I think we, uh, I think we know one. I think we know Sir Joey Mitch. Oh, he follows the Dave Ramsey school of thought. Just save as much money and don't spend anything at all. <laughs> yeah, he, that is true. He is the tightest tight wad I've ever seen with money. I don't know. I'm starting to discover that I have people. I'm not going to name names. I'm discovering people that are very close to me in my life are extremely cheap. Like uh, I use a phrase for uh, cheapskates being Johnny Deep Pockets, where they keep reaching for their their money and they can never find it because their pockets. <laughs> That's all Bobby the Brain hedonism. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would imagine that it's probably. There's more of these non-disclosure agreements coming out, so they're losing more and more money. And I think it's just one of those things where I think it was, hey, step down, and we'll try to sa- you know save this as much as we can. And he's at that age, too, where he could retire, and it doesn't look quite as bad as him getting ousted because he can't keep his dick in his pants. You know what I mean? Right. Um, there was also big news uh, today. Uh, I think you and I discussed uh, quite extensively over the weekend. Like, well, first, I wasn't sure if Vince was just retiring as the chairman and CEO of the company or whether he was just walking away altogether. And I think it was Brian Alvarez or Dave Meltzer, one of the two, said that, no, he's done completely. And I know uh, Bruce Pritchard, who has a uh, – some of you that listen to us may know he has a podcast, Something to Wrestle With. Quite enjoyable if you're interested in old wrestling stuff. Give him a, a cheap plug, although I know he won't return the favor. But I know he was running creative for uh, a little while, but uh, news came out today that uh, Triple H is taking that over. Yeah, which uh, we talked about, I believe it was yesterday, that it's a big deal to me because when I, I got back into wrestling for a little bit because of NXT, Mm-hmm. Um, the original, not that stupid rebrand that they did that they pretty much ruined it all. And um, Because I 
Triple H really brought to the forefront women's wrestling. Um, he likes tag team wrestling more than Vince did, so maybe we'll get to see good tag team wrestling. And just star power. He was able to create characters that are still on the show today, you know, and have become legendary in their own right. So I, I'm pretty happy with the move. I don't know how long it's going to take for him to really, you know, sink his claws in and completely take over and change up whatever. Cause Vince, you know, he, he's already planned out WrestleMania next year mm-hmm. or at least has an idea of what he was going to do. So He's going to have Triple H is going to have to cycle through all that and figure out what he wants to keep and what he wants to change. So, right. Um, I mean, I'm very optimistic too about Triple H taking over. Uh, I have, I don't know if I've ever said this to you, but I, I think out of the last 10 years, uh, his reign over NXT is probably, at least out of the major promotions, probably the best wrestling promotion of the last 10 years. Yeah, I mean, I no, think I, I think the stuff they were doing was better than. I mean, I, I am a big fan of AEW right now. I really like what they're doing over there, but I think uh, NXT during like their prime run was better than what anything that AEW's done. Definitely better than like it was the best WWE show by by miles. Better than what Impact was doing. Better than you know what NWA was doing. You know, it just. It, it was can't miss television if you're a wrestling fan. So I'm very optimistic. I hope he gets people in place that know what they're doing. Like I think the WWE worked best when it was just a handful of people doing creative versus now. Um, I don't know if you ever heard uh, John Moxley, the current AEW world champion, did an interview with Chris Jericho and Talkus Jericho. It was right before... No, it wasn't right before. It was right after he debuted in AEW. And he talked about the creative in WWE where it's it basically people are assigned writers and it's almost like, okay, instead of getting bullet points, like I know I've heard like Austin, Steve Austin, when he's talked about doing promos, they give him bullet points like, okay, here's your map. I, we don't care how you get to A, B, C, and D, but just get to A, B, C, and D. Right. But now it's very monotonous where, okay, this is who you are. You need to say say this verbatim. And it just, I heard from him and I've heard from other wrestlers that have been since left WWE, like it's the process has really gone to shit. And I think that they need to get back to that. Just, okay, you're fighting this guy on this date. We don't care how you get to tell everybody you're doing, fighting this guy on this date, but just get there. Have at it. Well, another I, thing that I think affects it too is Vince was the head of creative, <clears throat> no matter what happened. And I was reading stories today about how there would be, a, you know, something set up, wrestler would be happy with it, or they would be, you know, fine enough with it, and then Vince would change it 20 minutes beforehand. There's times I was reading that wrestlers would be there to come like they were supposed to wrestle that night and they would show up, get all their gear on 10 minutes to ring time, cut out of the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was notorious for doing that. Uh, Moxley goes into detail. They they always do last minute changes. And then sometimes he would be unhappy with how a show was looking and he would just 
they would restart it from like scratch like five hours before the day, like the show and I don't know I I've, I've always felt that like promo work works best when and I've heard wrestlers say it, The Rock has said this that essentially the character of The Rock is Dwayne Johnson, his personality turned up to eleven. And I think yeah. that when you've got guys that can kind of be themselves, that seems to work a lot better than somebody playing a character. And it's like everything's written from because at the end of the day, these guys are not actors; they're they're athletes that essentially they kind of, they entertain, but they're not like I don't know, hard way to describe it. Yeah, but they're just they're athletes, kind of like trapeze artists, gymnasts, things like that. I mean. They're athletes who put on, like, these huge spectacles, and I guess if you can act, it's a bonus, and it would help your cause in the long run. But, like, if you let these people be themselves, I think that's only beneficial. See, the thing about wrestling for me is you can have an outstanding match, which is great, but if there's no build-up to it, then why do I want to watch it, you know? Wrestling is 95% storyline, 5% wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to... The The thing that made wrestling so good in the late, the mid-late 90s, early 2000s, was it was believable. You felt like, you know, the, you felt like you could relate to these guys. Even if you're... I mean, even if it was outrageous, like driving a fucking beer truck to the ring and spraying everybody. Wait a minute, you've never done that? Not, I mean, it's on the list of things to do, but, um, yeah, no, nope, never done that. Did it two or three times. I quit one of my jobs doing that. <laughs> I'm going to need you to actually quit your job and do that. Um, hey, if but, people start supporting the show where I can make a living, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> start cutting them checks. But, yeah, I just, I, it's, the promo is the biggest part in the character building. Um, well, it's how you get lost. invested in the story. It's like if you believe that character A hates character B, if you believe that, you're invested in it. And I think that's the big problem with WWE is like they are loaded with phenomenal athletes. I think they're some of the best wrestlers in the world and what they can do. But, I mean, like, I'll take as an example Ricochet. I think Ricochet is fantastic to watch, super fun to watch. But I don't know who Ricochet is. Yeah. Don't know what he's about. Don't know who he, you know, who his rival rival is. You don't know any of it because he just, they send him out there to just, well, now they're just sending him out there to get his ass kicked every week. But, uh, you know, like you said, he's fun to watch. He's, He's a high flyer. He's fast. He may have a great person that he could probably, you know, maybe he can talk. Maybe he's got great mic skills. We don't fucking know, though. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, yeah, but that has a lot to do with it. And then the way that they book stuff to where it's like. The thing I like about AEW is the fact that they at least give you the impression that wins and losses matter. It doesn't really matter in WWE at all. It's just like they do this. 50-50 booking shit so much, and it's just like I get so frustrated seeing that. Yeah, I get tired of seeing the same people over and over again. Brock Lesnar, amazing athlete, really good wrestler. Well, he used to be. All he does is fucking suplex people now. It's boring. Used to, man, I went back. I, I saw highlights of him and Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 19. Ridiculous. 
the guy was ridiculously good. And um, he just now it's just suplex, 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 F5, match over. I'll say, oh, I think with actually, I think this is the best version character wise of Brock Lesnar that he's had since he's been in WWE. I personally love the cowboy Brock Lesnar. But do you love the wrestler? Like, does he. Okay, so he's got the promo part down, but then there's that 5% actual in-ring. Does that really interest you with what he does? Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it because, I mean, essentially, if you really look at it, like, Brock Lesnar is one of those guys where 95% of the roster, he should be able to kick the shit out of no problem. And I think he's built up that. That's not what it's about, though. Well, I mean, yeah, but you also, like, well, if you take Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar, for example, Brock Lesnar is going to kick shit out of Rey Mysterio 95% of the time, or actually 99% of the time. Right. But then, like, if you build up Rey Mysterio to be this unbeatable underdog, I think it makes Rey Mysterio beating someone like Brock Lesnar that much more enjoyable that he's able to conquer Goliath. I mean, Brock Lesnar is supposed to be Goliath. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I, I don't mind, I don't mind suplex city into the f5 i don't mind that at all because essentially i mean no one's going to confuse brock lesnar at this point of being aj styles right which is another guy that i don't understand why he's buried mid card but that's that's a debate for another day circling all the way back like we're i think ultimately we're excited that triple h is in this role because he can save the company that we grew up loving because it, it doesn't need saving it's still made more money than ever last year but just for, you know, it, it almost feels like when an artist puts out three great albums and then all of a sudden they change up their whole sound. Mm-hmm. That's what WWE feels like. Well, I think with WWE is I think they've grown. And, yeah, they make money hand over fist at this point. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because they're st- still getting money. But I th- I think that they've grown into that thing where, like, well, we don't have to cater to the hardcore fan because the WWE is, like, synonymous with professional wrestling. If you go ask 20 people, random people on the street, just, like, like, hey, what's uh, name a wrestling company? All 20 of them are going to say the WWE. Right. And I think yeah. they're just kind of like, uh, they're just like, they have that brand name, like Barnum and Bailey's and, you know, like Disney on ice, shit like that, to where, like, it could fucking suck, but still going to make a shit ton of money because, like, if I want to see, you know, if I want to see the Avengers ice capades, Disney on ice is the only people are going to be able to do that for me. Or if I want to see, go to the circus, it's going to be Barnum and Bailey, so. but Okay, so piggybacking off that thought real quick. So if they're, if they're a name and it doesn't matter, then... Why would it? Why would it matter if they did cater to the hardcore audience? Well, I mean, I think I have a, of the belief that I think that if the WWE can start getting some of the the hardcore fans back, because I think with the WWE they cater to the casual fan, like they cater to their audiences, like essentially my son's age, who my son's eleven, and that eleven a little bit younger crowd. But I, I think that 
you know, if you can cater to even some of the hardcores, you know, like if you get like Joe Schmo that's like so anti WWE, like, oh, fuck Lesnar and Reigns again. I've seen that match before. But I mean, if you start getting. Is that really what I sound like? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, (laughs) Well, no, I mean, I'm just saying that I think that if they can start catering to some of those products, I feel like with wrestling, if you look back at the Attitude Era, even like the Monday Night Wars, like that was the best time of wrestling because WCW was just as good as the WWE. Right. And I think if if WWE starts putting out a better product that caters to more than just the casual fan. And I think they're starting to go that way. Cause I just seen too, they're going to TV 14 now. Uh, that is the rumor. Yeah. No, I think it's legit. I think SmackDown was TV 14 on Friday. If not, it should be starting soon. That's, that's what I've heard on red. Okay. Yeah. But, um, I think if you start getting in that hardcore crowd, I mean, that's eventually going to lead to more casuals coming in. And then I think that's just going to make the, uh, the product of professional wrestling in general, much better. Well, so, I mean, yeah, because if, if the top company, you know, WWE starts upping its game, AEW has to go that much further and up their game, too. Well, I know? mean, not only that, too, is uh, I think that, what's that phrase, the rising tides lift the ships? Yeah. So, I mean, like, as an example, um, I guess it's kind of a bad analogy because I liked it anyways, but during the Attitude Era, you had three promotions. You had... WWF, WCW, and ECW. I watched all three of them. That's because Which I did too. Yeah. And, I, and I think that led to originally it was like I got out of it for a while. Then the NWO stuff started. And I started watching WCW, and then I got interested in what was going on in WWE, and that kind of led me down that rabbit hole of ECW. And then I found myself eventually following all three of them. But I mean, if the WWE is putting out a solid product. I don't even, I don't even want them to be. You know, they don't have to be how they were in the late nineties to the mid two thousands. I mean, if, if it's just solid, I mean, he used to say like, okay, you know, this isn't bad, but what else is out there? I, I kind of like this professional wrestling. I mean, but is there anybody out there better? So that might lead somebody to go check out AEW or if ring of honor can ever get a damn TV deal might lead them to go to ring of honor or impact who I think is severely underrated They're I think their stuff's really good right now, or even NWA. I, I think it's just it's it's just gonna like if people become more interested in professional wrestling, the hardcores. Because I mean, I'll tell you, when I was in high school, I, out of my friends, I was like the big wrestling fan, and I think me being so passionate about it and loving it so much, kind of led my friends who were kind of casuals into watching it too. Because like you know, it's like oh hey, you got to check out this dude Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's like flipping people off and he's swearing on TV. I mean, most people I know watched wrestling as a kid. You would have never in a million years seen Hulk Hogan flip somebody off, tell somebody to kiss his ass and drink beer on TV. You would have never seen that. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that, you know, like, I think if the WWE puts out a, a, a better product, that's going to lead people to try to discover what else is out there. Yeah, I agree with that, and. It just, I don't know how, like I said, I don't know how much time it's going to take, and hopefully they do go down that road. I mean, I don't I don't know these people personally. Um, just know their personas that they played on TV, Stephanie and, and Paul Levesque. 
Um, I think one big missing piece is Dusty Rhodes was responsible for a lot of the great wrestling in NXT, like the promos and the characters. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there is somebody out there that can be just, just as good or close to as good, but I don't know that they have that right now. So they need to find that first. Um, well, I don't think it's a matter of having like a promo coach. I just think it's like, let these women, men and women be themselves. Because I think that's the most effective like way to cut a promo is if you if you believe it, that's you that's saying this stuff versus like because a, a wrestler is going to know themselves better than they are a character that that this is written for from somebody else's perspective. Yeah, I mean, like if somebody if you were a wrestler, I mean, would you be able to convey more emotion if it was your words and your feelings, or if I was writing it for you? Yeah, no, I understand that. Like, if you think about music, for example, the only artist that was ever really able to convey what somebody wrote in such an emotional way was Elton John. Elton John didn't write any of his music, and he's the only one that I can think of that that didn't, that conveyed that level of emotion. So that's one out of billions of artists, you know? I mean, it can be people, country music fans will probably argue with me because they're all copy and paste writers do all their music for them, but my point still stands. Like, it's it's a lot How harder. How dare you sully the name of Luke Bryan? <laughs> yeah, and his uh, glittery pants. Um, it's a lot harder to get the emotion out on something that somebody else wrote when you're not, you know, like you said, an, a professionally trained actor. Right. I mean, they do take acting classes with WWE, but that doesn't make you a professional act. That doesn't make you fucking Tom Cruise, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. They need to be more authentic. They don't even have to be Attitude Era. I mean, you don't, the chances of them ever drawing in 28 million people on a Monday night competing against, they were competing against Monday night football, the NBA, baseball. They were competing against all of them and beating them. Well, I don't think, uh, most cable TV, like, that that whole industry has completely changed. I mean, even from five years ago to how it is now, I mean, just the way people watch stuff, it just, unless it's the NFL or, like, something big, nothing's going to get that many viewers anyway, so. Yeah, true, but, I mean, you could still, if if you're good enough, you can cut into that. You can cut into that number. So. I mean, I was thinking too. I got a question for you. Do you think that any of these these names that have been released by WWE, do you think you might see some of these guys come back? And if so, I mean, who's like some people you like to see come back? Well, I definitely would like. I don't know that's going to happen, but I would definitely like to see Sasha Banks come back. Yeah, I was um, thinking like I wonder if with, and I mean it's hard to say if like Vince wasn't like the issue on why she walked out. I mean, I guess I know everything I've read, it had to do with creative, but yeah. And, um, there's, what's that guy's name? There's a guy that, uh, done last name done. I think. Oh, uh, Kevin Dunn, Kevin Dunn, who a few years ago said that Becky Lynch was too ugly to be champion. And the guy looks like a fucking beaver. 
He so, does. He does. He looks like a horse. <laughs> so, like a so horse when, call- like, when you like you see a horse eating an apple. Yeah, that's Kevin Dunn. <laughs> Becky Lynch is beautiful, and she's an amazing athlete. She's an amazing wrestler. So that he was totally out of bounds with that, and commenting on somebody's looks as far as that goes anyway is ridiculous. Because I mean, you don't have to be the most attractive person to be the, a great wrestler cut a great promo to get people on your side. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, I wouldn't surprise me if he had something to do with Sasha leaving. Well, I wouldn't be surprised too, if uh, he's not going to leave soon anyways, because he was essentially like a Vince McMahon disciple for decades. He was, he's a yes man. So yeah, I wouldn't, no. wouldn't be surprised to see him be the next one out the door before long. Um, I'd like to see Bray Wyatt come back. Um, I thought his title run was way too short. Um, yeah, considering like like he was their like their top merchandise seller when they they let him go. That one still baffles me why he was let go. From what I understand, it was something to do with his mental health and needed time off, and there's no time off in that industry. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I actually wouldn't mind. And this is going to be like a completely out of left field pick, but I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed like the promos and stuff. I'd love to see Enzo and Cass come back. I love their promos. I love their energy. I love their dynamic. It's never going to happen, but that would have been awesome to see them come well, back. Well, uh, Big Cass, who's known by uh, W. Morrissey now, he f- was a wrestler in Impact. Um. Leading up to double or nothing, it seems like whenever MJF had a big match for one of the pay-per-views, he made whoever his opponent was going to be run through this gauntlet. He did it with Cody Rhodes, he did it with Jericho, and he did it with Wardlow recently. And uh, one of the guys he brought in was Morrissey to face Wardlow, and I I didn't get a chance to watch it, but apparently he looked pretty good against Wardlow. I guess he's been doing pretty good work in Impact. I don't know if he still signed with them or not. But uh, I know the WWE had been interested in bringing him in after seeing him on Dynamite. Um, in terms of Enzo, like, I don't know, that, that stick wore super thin, super fast with me, and the fact that he's not a great wrestler, like, I, he, he could stay, I I, he could stay gone as far stick. as I'm concerned. I enjoyed the, the promos. Well, no, like ridiculous. I said, it, it, it's one of those things where it was – they were funny and they were fun at first, but then it just, I don't know, to me, it just wore thin really fast. Um, I know for me, like, I think Sasha is the obvious choice. She would be the one person if you could bring back, definitely get her back. I think she's, her and Naomi both are really missed right now because, I mean, they had Money in the Bank was one of their top events and they're rehashing, like, I know Bianca, Belair, and Becky are fighting again at SummerSlam. You've got Rousey and Liv Morgan as a rematch for SummerSlam. And and it would just be nice to get a little bit more variety in that division. Um, I actually would hope, and I don't I don't foresee this happening at all, but uh, I think they really dropped the ball with uh, Killer Cross. Yeah. I mean, this he's, guy was... He signed with Impact, I think, though. I think he's doing stuff with... Um, EC3 and Braun Strowman have a promotion called Control Your Narrative. 
I think yeah. he's doing stuff with them. But oh, this okay. guy was like a surefire main event wrestler, and they bring him on to Raw, and he loses to Jeff Hardy, and, and like he had this really unique entrance. I think him and his valet, Scarlet, I think they're a, an actual couple off screen, but they didn't bring her in too. Didn't make a lot of sense to me. Why? That's because Vince fucking tinkers with everything, you know. And yeah. another one, um, and this is more recent. They kind of recently buried him. Was L.A. Knight? That guy. He, I mean, he seemed like an asshole, which is perfect for a heel. So you you got a heel. He can talk on the mic. He's super athletic. He can do whatever you need him to do in the ring. It just, yeah, you know, it's just. I'm very hopeful that a lot of the guys that got buried by Vince because they were Triple H people, I'm very hopeful that they get a second run. Yeah. Because like you said, NXT was the best era of the last few years. So, Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, I guess uh, we'll have to find out. <laughs> yeah. It's just a waiting game. We could talk about it forever, but we'll never know until I know, you know, uh, it actually I comp- happens. I was... F- I didn't watch it, but I was following the uh, the uh, opening of Raw, and I've seen a lot of positive buzz for how that opening segment went. So hopefully, you know, I'm not expecting it to be completely different overnight, but, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I, I, I'm very optimistic about the future of the WWE. Me too. Creatively, financially, they have nothing to worry about, but. Right, and which is like I said, I I see nothing wrong with catering a little bit to the to the hardcores. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. I guess uh, we'll find out sooner or later whether uh, things will change for the better. Um, but uh, stepping away from the wrestling world, uh, other big story of the weekend was the San Diego Comic Con. Uh, first time since two thousand, I think it's two thousand nineteen. They actually had people like show up they're allowing people come in and visit um i personally don't want to go too much into uh you know a lot of the stuff that happened uh primarily our show we focus on the the marvel cinematic universe uh the dc stuff and then uh movies here there but uh i don't know uh marvel dropped some big news they uh, they dropped the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer, which was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, that that thing really tugs it. I think I've watched that trailer like three times now. It was really good. Um, they announced that uh, Black Panther, which comes out, was it November the fifteenth? I know it's like November, right before November eleventh. They... Okay, close enough. Uh, it will be the end of uh, Phase Four. Uh, finally, putting that. That limping dog to sleep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right before that, we get She-Hulk. Which, which I, trailer looked better than the original one, I will say. It, it did, and I'll, I'll give it a chance. I'm just, I don't know. That that first trailer really kind of spoiled that show for me a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to give it a chance, but yeah, it spoiled it a little bit for me. But um, they basically, they gave us uh, everything that's going to happen in Phase 5 with release dates. And they even gave us a sneak peek into what to expect in Phase 6. So, Lucas, I know you told me earlier you had 
all this stuff written down. So you want to give everybody the rundown on what to expect uh, Marvel coming up? Yeah, um, actually, first, um, so I, I watched the trailer just like you did, and I was a little confused about what's going to happen in Wakanda Forever because that trailer gave nothing away, really. Which I think is the smart play. Um, um, but they did come out with a synopsis that I would like to read. It doesn't really, it's not super spoilery, um, but it does give you a little bit of insight into what's happening in the trailer. Uh, if you don't mind, I mean, I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't read the synopsis. Well, I mean, I don't think, I mean, basically, I just looked at the trailer as uh, kind of gives you, like, you get a glimpse of uh, Namor, the sub submariner, who I always, always loved as a kid. Uh, but it just seemed like the trailer was really a celebration of Chadwick Boseman and the mm-hmm. T'Challa character, which was a nice touch. Yeah, the, um, the big thing I took away from the synopsis really was that um, T'Challa is actually dead, which kind of surprised me because uh, Daddy Mark Dyer um, said that uh, T'Challa never died in the comic books. So he never changed him. So it'll be an interesting new path away from the comics. Which, I mean, you can't really do anything about Chadwick Boseman passing away from cancer, which is awful because he was an amazing actor. Right. Um, sorry. Yeah, in phase five, coming up in phase five. Well, I mean, you just stared uh, at me for a second. And I think you're going to read the synopsis or? Well, I didn't know if you wanted me oh, to. Oh, yeah, go ahead, said, man. You've already <laughs> let the cat out of the bag. You may as well. Did I? A little bit. I don't think I did. A little bit. You did a little bit. <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. Uh, all right. In Marvel Studios, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Queen Ramonda, Shuri, Baku Okoye, and Dura Imalje, which I don't know who that is. I don't remember that name. Fight to protect their nation from intervening world powers in the wake of King T'Challa's death. As the Wakandans strive to embrace their next chapter, the heroes must band together with the help of war dog Nakia and Everett Ross and forge a new path for the kingdom of Wakanda. Okay. Yeah, not really spoilery. Yeah, so I mean, the, the only real spoiler there is that uh, T'Challa is dead. Maybe we'll find out. Which is kind of what you, maybe that's that's kind of the vibe you got from the trailer, right? When he's his face is like on like walls and stuff, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, we know what's going on. Yeah, well, I, you know, I didn't know if maybe they would make him be missing, you know, quote unquote missing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I actually think it's the right play to have him dead. Right. In the, in the movies. Right. I was um, beginning to wonder yeah. when we were going to see anything for this movie, too, because uh, I've noticed lately they've been dropping their trailers closer to the time of release versus. Which I actually have an answer for you as why that is. Um they are having a lot of turnover with their visual effects studios because they are um, they're pushing them so hard with like changes towards the end mm. that people are just you know leaving because they can't deal with the stress of it. Damn, you know, they're on such a hard time timeline, and something is getting changed right at the end, and these people are working eighty hours a week, you know for. They, visual effects artists really don't make 
as much as you think they would. I'm sure they don't. They get paid pretty shitty. So um, a lot of them are leaving. Come on, so Disney. You make enough money. You just raise the prices at Disney World. Pay these people some more money. Give them some <laughs> fucking time off, too. Yeah. You know, it, it's like that in the, like, in these big industries, video game industries, they're uh, they're starting to unionize now because they, it was the same treatment with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the one of the biggest games that was anticipated, Cyberpunk, ended up being a shit show because the people ran out of time. There was a pandemic going on, and they were still being pressured to to get it done, and it just it fell apart. So that is the reason why the trailers are coming out so late. We were supposed to get a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer, but the visual effects aren't done yet. Aren't done enough for game for James Gunn's liking, I guess. I know they uh, showed some footage from the movie. At uh, Comic-Con. Yeah, I, they I showed footage from it. Yeah, they showed footage from Guardians 3 and then the new Ant-Man movie. Okay. So Which uh I haven't seen. The, well, they haven't the really. I don't think they've leaked yet online. They should oh, be okay. here soon. So uh, after uh, Wakanda Forever, what? Uh, since that's the final film in the Phase Four, what kicks off Phase Five? Uh, Ant Man um, in Quantum Mania. Ant Man and the Wasp in Quantum Mania, and that is February seventeenth, twenty twenty three. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, you we get a. Uh, we get Secret Invasion in spring of 2023. So I am looking forward to that. Which Secret Invasion, the main bad guy, I just found out is Doctor Doom. Um, in the comics, which I didn't know. Yeah, it's like I was telling you earlier, I don't think they're going to bring Doctor Doom into the MCU before a Fantastic Four movie, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, Guardians Volume 3 is May 5th, 2023. Uh, Echo is summer of 2023 spinoff of the Hawkeye show. Yeah. Um, cause she is the niece of Kingpin Kingpin. Thank you. I couldn't think of his name. I had Vincent D'Onofrio in my head. Um, Loki season two is summer of 2023. The Marvels, which, um, I know not a lot of people really like, uh, Captain Marvel for one reason or another. I really enjoy, Captain Marvel, so I'm looking forward to the Marvels. comes out uh, July 28th of 2023. Uh, the one that you and I are both just fucking stoked about, Blade, November 3rd, 2023. Oh, I cannot wait for that one. Yeah, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be so good. Um, Ironheart, which I've done a little bit of research to try to understand what that is. Uh, I guess it's a a younger girl was doing experiments with Tony Stark's uh, tech, and she becomes kind of like an Iron Man mm-hmm. character. As a matter of fact, uh, the actress's name it totally escapes me, but she's supposed to appear first in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Okay, awesome. You, I, you catch a, I think you catch a glimpse of her in the trailer. Nice. Uh, that is fall of 2023. Um, there's a new name for the Agatha series coming out, which is a spinoff of uh, WandaVision. And that's coming winter of 2023 or early 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? 
Excited, not excited? What do you think? Eh, I like the character. I mean, I'll give it a shot. Because I like I Catherine like Hahn. So yeah, I, I, say, I like Catherine Hahn. I'll give it a shot because she's in it. I'm a forever fan after she hiked her leg up on that urinal. <laughs> you could spit in my face, but I would still ask for your autograph right afterward. <laughs> um, another one that I... I'm very, very, very excited about uh, spring 2024. We're getting, was it 17 episodes or 18, 17 or 18 episodes of a brand new Daredevil series. That caught me completely off guard, and I was so fucking excited for that. I still haven't finished Daredevil yet for some weird reason, and then they took it off. Like, I started to watch it again, and then they took it off of Netflix. Yeah. But I love the vibe of that show. I think... D'Onofrio as Kingpin is probably one of the best Marvel villains that they've put together. And it's nice yeah, that now that, that they're integrated into the MCU now. So, yeah, yeah I'm, it, I'm super excited for that one. Yeah, and him making an appearance in Spider-Man was just... I remember we were in that theater and he, you know, the and Charlie Cox was on there and that theater erupted. I don't even know what the fuck they said right after that. See, uh, I wasn't able to see Spider-Man right away because uh, my daughter had COVID. So I oh, couldn't yeah, see Spider-Man. Right. I couldn't see Spider-Man until damn near a month after it had been out. And then I think I seen it in the theater with like seven people. <laughs> so it's <laughs> not the same. didn't erupt? No. Nah. bunch of dicks. I think a couple of people just went in there to sleep and get out of the cold. Um, so that is spring of 2020. Uh, Charlie Cox, apparently, I didn't catch it because I've only seen the trailer once, uh, is in She-Hulk. Yes. He's, supposed He's to be actually actor. in his old, uh, I, it, I don't know, you know me, I'm, I'm so-so on the comics. I've never really read comics, but uh, he's in apparently his old Daredevil suit. His oh, original it? from the comics in the trailer. So. Okay. Not the Ben Affleck uh, Daredevil suit, but like the old comic book, though. <laughs> Yeah. Ugh, God, that movie's bad. No, we won't get into that. Uh, after that, uh, we have Captain America New World Order on May 3rd of 2024. Uh, see, that and surprised me. They're giving... Uh, I actually like the fact Sam Wilson's Captain America now, but like that, they must be very confident in that movie to give it because Marvel seems to put like their big hitters... That's the movie that they have opening the summer, and the fact that they're doing that with Captain America speaks volumes to their confidence in Anthony Mackie. Yeah. I I like him as Captain America. Um, I thought Falcon and the Winter Soldier was just kind of eh. Yeah, that that was probably... Out of the, sh- the Marvel shows that I've seen, I've seen all of them, but Moon Knight... Well, I haven't watched Miss Marvel yet either, but that one was probably the one I was looking forward to the most because I like those characters and Captain America is my favorite Marvel character. So like kind of that world come back. And I just, I found it to be a little lackluster, but I guess that show underwent like a shit ton of rewrites too. So you, I, you can kind of tell too, really watching it. It just, it never really hit. It just, it was all over the fucking place. Mm hmm. Um, and then uh, one that I had to do research on, and this is closing out phase five, was Thunderbolts coming out July 26th of 2024. So it's almost like they're doing a Sinister Six type thing. Well, the Thunderbolts are more like the Suicide Squad. 
Yeah, they're they're anti-heroes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Sin- Sinister Six are just evil. Yeah, that's just the name of Spider-Man, like six iconic Spider-Man villains. Yeah, they're more like the uh, the Suicide Squad, just kind of like a a team of like villains, anti-heroes that kind of are brought together for missions for one reason or another. And I think with this one, I'm imagining this has to be tied into uh, some of the uh, characters from the Phase 4 stuff, like uh, um, like Yelena from Black Widow, mm-hmm. uh, U.S. Agent, oh, Captain yeah. America, wow. the, or uh, the Winter Soldier and Falcon show. Uh, and I would imagine uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is coming back to kind of be the Amanda Waller character of the, the team. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I don't know how they're going to do it. I, I know uh, Baron Zemo, who was played by Daniel Brühl in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He was the villain in Civil War. He leads that team in the comic book series, so I imagine he's coming back as well. Yeah, which makes wouldn't sense. surprise me. He was in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, too. So mm-hmm. Had that really cool dance scene, too, which they turned into a meme <laughs> or a gif. So that that uh, movie will close out uh, Phase Five. Okay. So then we move on to, and all of a sudden they surprise everybody, and they're like, "Oh, hey, by the way, Phase Six. Mm-hmm. So Phase Six will be the end of what they're calling the multiverse saga. Um, which we know at least one of the the big bad villains, but this one almost looks like it has two, if I'm correct about. Um, Doctor Doom, but uh, they they have several dates laid out. They have fall of 2024 um, as a movie coming out. Then after that, they have on November 8th of 2024 the Fantastic Four. Well, the Fantastic Four by... is supposed to kick off Phase Six, from what I've I've read. Well, this one has this. This is a picture from the actual Comic Con screen. And they have a movie before um, Fantastic Four. Huh. Yeah, everything I read, it was the Fantastic Four supposed to kick it off. Hmm. Um, And then they have another one in fall 2024. So maybe it looks like two of them before even the Fantastic Four. Well, needless to say. I'll send you the picture. uh, Needless to say, they announced... They got some open slots, but they announced the Fantastic Four movie, and then they capped it off with... The Avengers. Not one, but two. Two of them, yep. So on May 2nd of 2025, which seems like forever from now, but the way fucking time flies, it'll be here in no time, you know? Uh, We have Avengers the Kang Dynasty. So we know that Kang is going to be one of the big bads. Mm Mm-hmm. And then on November 7th of 2025, we have Avengers Secret Wars, which the video I sent you earlier, um, Dr. Doom led the Secret Wars in the comics. So I'm anticipating him, you know, being in there somewhere. I'm not even going to try to quarterback what the fuck's going to happen between now and then. I just think that's super big news. And... I uh, heard this today, too, that Disney does their own convention. I think it's going to be in September. Okay. 
So if they pulled out all the shit, like all this stuff for Comic-Con, makes me wonder what kind of big news they've got lined up for this convention that they put on. I would imagine that they may have, I'm going to guess they're either going to have the, the Fantastic Four, some news with that, or they're going to announce, I'm spitballing here, maybe the X-Men, maybe they're going to announce Deadpool is going to be in like the Thunderbolts, which would make sense. So. That would make sense, yeah. But he does have his own money, own movie coming, so. I mean, I guess it would be a way to introduce him too. But I'm I'm just uh, spitballing. But uh, out of all that stuff that uh, Marvel uh, announced, I mean, what's, what's on your agenda? Like, what are you most excited for? Well, definitely the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that last Fantastic Four, the first – like half, the first, I forget how long that movie was. It was like an hour and a half or I think something. It's closer to two hours, yeah. Two hours. So like an hour and a half of that movie was awesome, and they ruined it all in the last thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, there's still hope for it. I mean, the first three were not great, but look what they did with Spider-Man. I mean, the Amazing Spider-Man movies were shit, and Marvel came in and completely saved that series for me. Um, I think Ant-Man movies are very underrated. I really like the Ant-Man movies. I'm excited to watch that. Um, Guardians Volume 3. It's, uh, it's been announced that this is the last time these Guardians are together mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, I know that Dave Bautista is quitting after this movie because he says he's getting too old. Which, I mean, he's like, what, almost 60? He's getting close I think to 60. So, yeah. so, yeah, it's... He's probably tired of working out all the time. I just want to let um, myself go. Yeah. Uh, Blade. I mean, what what more can you say? Mm. Uh, Mah- was it Mahershala Ali? Mahershala, Mahershala Ali, yeah. Two-time Academy um, Award winner. In a Marvel movie. I mean, it, he was in... Um, he was in one of the Marvel series... Before he really, but I think it was right before he won his Academy Awards. He was in uh, Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, which that series kind of sucks. So it'll be nice for him to kind of. I actually dug Luke Cage out of those Netflix oh. shows. Uh, I hated Iron Fist. I thought that show stunk. Yeah, and I wasn't terrible. a fan of the Defenders either. Also, really bad. And then Jessica Jones season three was bleh. See, like. Uh, I never watched Jessica Jones, so I can't really say. Like, was, I only watched. It was good for a while. I watched Iron Fist because my wife was watching it for some weird reason, and she decided to watch The Defenders too. Maybe that's why I hated The Defenders so much because I had, I didn't really know Luke Cage and Jessica Jones's backstory that well. Um, nah, that, that show sucked anyway. Uh, I know for me, like I, I said this, I think on record uh, a couple weeks ago that. I am very excited for the Fantastic Four. I think, I mean, the Fantastic Four is one of the A-plus properties of Marvel. I mean, besides, like, Captain America, Thor, the Hulk, and Iron Man. Or, no, Iron Man's not really an A-property at the time, but, like, Spider-Man. And the fact that, like, there's so much cool shit in that. Like, it opens up the Silver Surfer. This opens up Galactus. And plus, I think it's, they're overdue to have a good movie 
because they've technically they've made four really bad Fantastic Four movies. There's one that was made by a notorious B movie director Roger Corman that never seen the light of day. Oh, okay, yeah, I never even heard of that one. Yeah, check it out. I think you can find the movie on YouTube because it got circulated at conventions and stuff. But yeah, I'm so excited for the Fantastic Four to see. That hopefully, it done right. So that obviously that's a number one on my list. Uh, super pumped to hear about the Daredevil show they're bringing back Charlie Cox and D'Onofrio as Daredevil and Kingpin. Like I seen that come up, I'm like okay, yeah, like that would be number two, Blade number three, and then probably Guardians number four. But I'm very optimistic about Marvel's future after what seems to be a very lackluster phase four. It seems like the at least if you're going off that trailer, it seems like at least phase four is going to end with a bang with Wakanda forever. And then going into phase five, it's just going to get better. I think with the, um, with the announcement of the Kang dynasty and secret wars, I think phase four actually makes a lot more sense because I think that we've been thinking like, where's the big bad. I think that the big bad has been pulling strings behind the scenes and all of phase four and i think wakanda forever i you know i sent you that video earlier of uh, that podcast where they kind of make an assumption i'm not gonna i don't even know what the podcast is called so i'm not gonna you know steal their thunder or anything but um i think if if what they said is true and that dr doom could make an appearance very soon now you said you don't see it before the fantastic four but I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's almost like a. You remember the old Thanos cameo back in the day before he was even really cast, where he was up on his throne and it showed him smiling. Mm-hmm. If they didn't just show like Doctor Doom's helmet somewhere, you know. Right. Well, I mean, I guess the difference between Thanos versus Doctor Doom is, at least in my eyes, Doctor Doom is kind of synonymous with the fantastic four that would be like introduced like if you're like if they have never made a batman movie or if batman's been introduced into some whole new thing and then they show the joker and something besides a batman movie you know what i mean yeah well they did it's the joker well that's not the same not the same thing Are you sure that 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 joker is like i don't know what they're doing with that stuff um but yeah i mean I don't. I don't foresee them introducing Doctor Doom before he shows up in the Fantastic Four. Well, I hope he does. Um, let me ask you a quick question. So, I have this picture up from uh, Phase Six, the one from Comic Con, mm-hmm. which I don't think is complete. To be honest with you, I think there's because there's a lot of space in there. Yeah, I don't think um, you mentioned uh, Ironheart. I don't think you. That's that show's coming out sooner rather than later, if I'm not mistaken. No, that's phase five. Is it? Um, yeah, fall of 2023. So I've got phase six up here. You've got fall 2024, Fantastic Four in November, fall of 2024, winter of 2024, winter of 2025, spring of 2025, spring of 2025, and then summer and summer of 2025. So. Looking at the double fall, do you think that we get two X-Men movies? 
I I think Deadpool is in play for one of those spots because I mean Ryan Reynolds. Let's be real, isn't getting any younger. So I think if you're going right. to do Deadpool, you're going to introduce him into that world. Still handsome as fuck though. Oh yeah, I. I mean, he's older than I am, but yet still looks a million times better than I do. But I I hope that the X Men come out at some point because I think. If they're doing an Avengers movie, I think that I it would benefit to have at least a couple of characters from that universe in it. So, and I like I said, I think <clears throat> I think personally they're going to save an X Men announcement for the Disney thing coming out. Which uh, it's called what D twenty three is that what they call it? Yeah, I'm actually looking that up right now. So yeah, I think that they'll save an X Men announcement for that. Oh yeah, no, I I agree. I, they said they got more to announce in the near future. Um, looking at Phase Four versus Phase Five, there is a shit ton more that they that they announced in Phase Four than Phase Five. That D twenty three is the November, or September 9th, tenth, and eleventh. Okay, so I would not be surprised if we get some kind of special secret. Maybe, maybe a. Um, I know. With the old, with the original Avengers movie, or no, with uh, the Infinity War, um, they called it originally the Infinity Wars. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that was announced at D23. I wasn't think so, it? yeah, because the original Avengers, you got the first clip of that at the end of Captain America. So I think the the they called it the Infinity Wars. I think that originally, along with when Thor hits onto the the guardian ship when he run, when they run into him in space. Mm. I'm pretty sure that was originally announced at D23. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, I think too, like I, I personally, I think we'll get the guardians trailer at that. Cause I think it gives them enough time to at least get something put together for the guardians. Probably see some Ant-Man stuff. Cause they showed Ant-Man footage at Comic-Con. So I think, that trailer will be up sooner rather than later. And I think we're going to get a big announcement of either the they're, in, they're bringing the X-Men in, which I think, considering how big of a franchise the X-Men is, I think you save that for a Disney-only event. Yeah. And I think, honestly, the X-Men coming into the MCU would be is bigger than a new Avengers movie, bigger than a new like a Fantastic Four movie. I think that's the biggest news that Disney could do for the MCU is, hey, the X-Men are coming. Here you go. Oh. I wouldn't be surprised if they had like a very own special announcement, like separate from D23 for it. No, I, I the think the X-Men well, is probably, I mean, before these the MCU stuff, like with the cartoon stuff back in the 90s, yes, 90s kids and... Uh, you know, obsessed with X Men because of the cartoon. I, I no, I think if they do it, they're going to save it for D twenty three because it's like this is like D twenty three is a big deal. It's like they're ver- they even skipped out on Comic Con to save stuff for that that convention. So I don't think the X Men gets done. I think they'll save it for something like that because people have traveled from all over the world, paid a shit ton of money to come to this. I mean, you got to make them want to come back next year. So, Yeah, true. Um, well, I mean, skipping outside of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, DC, 
I was a little disappointed we didn't get anything from the Flash movie, but considering all the trouble that Ezra Miller's in, I'm... That movie may be scrapped. Oh, dude, like, just keep your shit... I mean, I don't care what they do to Ezra Miller. Like, I personally think they should shit can him, but I... Man, you're taking away Michael Keaton coming back as Batman from me. Like, I'm so fucking excited for that, and then, like, I keep hearing all this shit that this fucking asshole is doing. I'm just like, dude, come on, It's unfortunate, too, because he's a really good Flash. Yeah, I dug his take on the Flash. I thought he was a little little on the silly side, but, I mean, I kind of dug it. But, yeah, I was more excited the fact that Michael Keaton was coming back as Batman. But we didn't get anything from that, which is not surprising considering, you know, you might want to keep quiet about that movie for a while. But we did get a Black Adam, more footage from that. And we also got the trailer for Shazam. Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts on on those? Um, I don't know. I don't know DC very well at all. Um, but anything the rocks in is usually pretty good or at least fun. I apparently he dressed up, he came, he showed up at Comic-Con as Black Adam. And I guess apparently his reception was kind of best way to describe it was lukewarm. Yeah. He got booed pretty hard because he was talking about, um, Henry Cavill not being Superman anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I've watched the trailer for it. I I I don't think I'll check it out in the theaters, but I'll I'll watch it eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, Shazam! I actually really really liked the first one. I thought it was really good, and so I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about Fury of the Gods. Uh, I enjoyed the shit out of the first one. Um, I didn't get to watch the trailer or the footage from it yet. Um. Because, you know, like I told you, my kids were, they were, they were something today. So I didn't get a chance to check it out. That'll be its own special episode. Uh, Kids being assholes. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, I, I watched them both. I wasn't wowed by either one of them, but like, I'll probably go see Shazam because I believe that's coming out right before Christmas. Um, I tried to find a date and all I found was Christmas. So it may okay, be coming yeah. out on Christmas. Yeah. Cause I know it got, uh, it got pushed back because Avatar the sequel to Avatar got moved into the, uh, the, they were supposed to come out the same day, which I think Avatar is like the week before Christmas. So I think they pushed Shazam back to, uh, it's Christmas like 23rd, 24th, 25th, somewhere in that neighborhood. To avoid they may want to push it back. <laughs> they may want to push it back even more because, regardless of what we think about Avatar and all that, James Cameron puts out billion-dollar movies constantly. So, well, I mean, I don't think that really would be affected by because the thing with like the Christmas, uh, the Christmas season is people are you know like out of school. Most people are off work. People go to the movies two, three, you know, four times. I mean, fuck, I know. I used to live at the movie theater during my Christmas breaks as a kid, and it's it's two weeks stretch wise, probably the biggest stretch of the whole year is that Christmas week. So, I think they can support two big movies. It's happened before, so 
I mean, uh, what was that? Last Jedi and Jumanji came out around the same time. Those both end up being super big hits. Yeah, that's I a good mean, point. I think everything else will get swallowed up under its its wake. Um, but yeah, I wasn't. I mean, I'll go see him, but like, typically with DC, I don't get super impressed unless it's something with Batman. It's just the way I am. Like, Batman's my favorite comic book character, but I have more favorites in the, the Marvel universe. So unless it's Batman, I'm kind of like, oh, I'll go check it out. But I'm not, like, rushing. Like, okay, I got to be there opening day. If it was, like, Batman, yeah, I would be there opening day. I'm more excited for the Flash movie because Batman's going to be in it than I am just the Flash movie, if that tells you anything. <laughs> yeah, I... My problem with DC is it's just too much CGI. It's just it's too much, which sounds crazy because I, I enjoy CGI. I'm a big video game fan, so, you know, a fantasy world is not too foreign to me, but I just think they overdo it with the CGI, and it just, like, the best the best thing about the new Batman movie is it just it felt more real that's the thing about the marvel movies in phase one two and three that was so amazing is it felt like anybody could be a superhero Mm. and i think the problem with phase four and the dc movies is it's too much too much fantasy you know that's one of the things i enjoyed about miss marvel is it's just some normal teenage girl who happens to stumble upon powers Mm. you know that's why i enjoy it because it's 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 an escape from reality but it still feels kind of real right i still need to watch that show it's pretty good it's decent um final thing that i want to touch base on with uh san diego comic-con uh one of my favorite movie franchises, arguably the best action franchise that is not a superhero to come down the pike in quite some time. Fast and Furious has a case, but uh, they also uh, showed some footage of John Wick 4 at San Diego Comic-Con, which I'm super fucking excited about, and it looks to be just as awesome as the other three. Yes, it does. When he throws that axe and sticks it in that guy's head, instant boner. Yeah, I sent everybody. I sent like uh, we have a group message with uh, it was me and Lucas, uh, our producer Adam, uh, a couple of our friends are in this group chat, and I sent it. And then I was curious to why you never responded to it. And then I guess when I sent the link, it just looks like a YouTube link. It doesn't give you like the picture or anything, which it normally does. But uh, I sent it back to you today, and I the biggest thing is um, what's the the Scarsguard kid, uh, Bill. He plays Pennywise in the new It movies. And I, <laughs> Joe Burrow. Yeah, you said Joe Burrow is the villain in that. So now I've just been, like, I watched it again this afternoon. And I was like, okay, Joe Burrow is the villain. They need to do a complete reshoot and just have him do the villain, just be the villain. Yeah, and then Lamar Jackson is like John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just, um, yeah, I just, Keanu Reeves, man. He's just, he's, the most underrated action star of our time. Mm. He's just so good. And he just, 
you know, when, when you speak of action stars, unfortunately, he's not one of the first to come out, but he should be. Hey, I made a case in our John Wick 2 episode when we used to do the movie episodes that I personally think he has a very, very strong case for being the greatest action star of all time. And I agree with you. But, you know, how many people would agree with us on that? You know? I, I, th- I think uh, we can build a strong case. Because I think a lot of his, for all the shit he's made, if you just take Wick, Speed, and Point Break... Those the just, and the Matrix, yeah. The first one, the other was, I don't know, it's a different story for a different the, day. The but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just those four, I mean, I will put those up against the best of Arnold, the best of Sly, the best of Bruce Willis, whoever else you have. Just as good, if not better than any of the stuff that those guys have made. So, yeah, I think he has a strong, strong case. But I'm, I'm super excited for John Wick. I think it's coming out in March, too, so it's not too far off. Yep, March of 23, I believe. Yeah. Um, before we uh, wrap this up, is there anything from uh, else from Comic-Con that caught your eye? Because, I mean, I basically just pay attention to the movie stuff. I know they they dropped some stuff for the, uh, the Lord of the Rings show that's coming on Amazon. Which I... I've dude, I've been so busy with my kids. I haven't had time to watch a whole lot of trailers, which sounds crazy. You know what? You can't take two minutes, but no, my son is climbing on furniture now and falling off of it. So I have to watch him every five seconds. So, um, but I do know, I read that they show how a Balrog is made mm-hmm. in the trailer, which that sounds fucking cool. And I'm actually really excited about that series. I know that there's been some, some hate and some slander because it's kind of doing its own thing. It's not really based off of the books, but it's so not based on Tolkien lore. Um, actually, let me tell you about this. Please don't sue us, Fox. Anyway, or Disney now, I guess. But uh, yeah, I'm well, Lord I'm of the Rings is about a Warner Brothers property. Yeah, but uh, comic book guy that I tried to imitate is not. Yeah. I don't. I did. No one from Disney's listening to this show. No one listens to this fucking show anyway. So <laughs> that's true. Um, they also, if I read right, they dropped some footage from the uh, Game of Thrones spinoff. It's coming on HBO here soon, which I have zero interest in. You and know that that show got so ruined for me with season eight. Full disclosure: I have not finished Game of Thrones yet. God, well, honestly, then you're probably still in a good spot. <laughs> if you didn't ever finish, or if you didn't even start season eight, oh, no. just re- remember it how it is. Oh no, I uh, I think I'm on season three. Just stay there. That's when it was great. Uh, I think that's about all the stuff that really caught my eye from the highlights of Comic Con. I mean, I know they. They do a lot of stuff for comic books. They do a lot of TV show stuff, but like I'm, I primarily just watch it for like when the, the movies that I'm interested in. Oh yeah, they they showed some stuff from uh, the Star Trek Picard show. There's a Dungeons and Dragons movie that's coming out. We should have uh, the guy, uh, the guys from the Knights of Degradation podcast on when that comes out. I'm kind of curious to hear their thoughts on that. Yeah. Oh yeah, there. 
they're really interested in. They showed, uh, apparently they had a screening of the new Predator movie, Prey, which comes out in a couple of weeks. I've been hearing some good stuff about that. Yeah, hopefully it's hopefully it's good. I mean, spinoffs are hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, speaking of which, this is not Comic Con, but uh, I am I have zero excitement for that Halloween movie. None, absolutely nothing. It did nothing for me. I know that our friends are very excited about it. I don't know how you feel about it, but I I'm fucking over Halloween. Like the the remake or the twenty was it twenty seventeen. The one that everybody loved. Didn't care for it. At all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know you anymore. <laughs> uh, I I have not seen the new uh, trailer yet. I'm kind of curious to see how this one ends. Uh, I'm personally a big fan of the... Uh, was that? Yeah, 2017 to 18. I, I loved it. It... Had a lot of the same spirit as the original Halloween. Now, if you're gonna say, if you're gonna tell me you didn't like Carpenter's Halloween, I will drive fucking New Carlisle and fight you right now. I don't give a shit if I have to be at work in a few hours. Not, I'll, I'm gonna tape my fist up and I'm coming to town. No, I really love the original. Okay, Halloween. good. Because I don't have any. I'll have to stop and get some of that uh, tape. The fighters use to wrap their fists. So it'd probably be an hour before I got there. I honestly didn't mind Halloween 2 either, the original Halloween 2. I liked it too. Right. Um, I don't think they should. I don't think they showed any footage from those. I know the trailer dropped not too long ago, but I don't know if they yeah, showed so that I at Comic Con or not. Squeeze, I just had to squeeze that in there because I'm not excited about it at all. Right. Well, I know I'll be seeing it because I'm a sucker for those movies. So. Um, Anything you want to add before we uh, wrap this up? We uh, went a little long, but that's okay. No, I just, uh, today was, we had all that news, and it was really enjoyable to talk about it with you. Thanks, friend. Thanks, amigo. Appreciate it. No problem, buddy. Buddy. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap this up. I do have to go to bed. I, uh, taking my, uh, I'm getting my flowers as the husband of the year. I'm taking my Beloved wife to see the Backstreet Boys tomorrow, so thank you. Bravo. Thank you. Husband of the year right here. Sorry, guys. I'm sucking it up. I, it was a very it was a tough class this year, but I think that stands out, so. <laughs> I'm just wondering if that's like my comeuppance for going to see Pearl Jam with you in September. It's like, oh, you're going to see Pearl Probably. Jam. So I'm, you're taking me to see the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, and I, I disappointed you earlier in the week and told you that I like the Backstreet Boys. <sighs> All right, gang. Well, <laughs> that's sour note. <laughs> we, will, uh, we will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Bye, everybody. And that will do it for today's episode. We hope you guys and gals enjoyed what you heard. Be sure to follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter to get all the latest show updates. If you did like what you heard today, please leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. We drop episodes each and every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on a single episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. So until next Tuesday, we will talk to you guys later.